Hello and welcome to MetPod, the official CPD podcast for Maiden Early Trust staff by Maiden Early Trust staff. In each episode, we are joined by a member of Trust staff to share their area of expertise, interest or research in the hope that it will inspire our listeners to try out something new in their own practice. Chloe Bateman, a history and religion and philosophy teacher at Maiden Early School, and I will be your host this week. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Andy Johnson, head teacher of Maiden Early Reading, to discuss the ways in which we can make the most of metacognition and metacognitive strategies within the classroom. So, Andy, I know that some of our listeners will already be familiar with some aspects of metacognition, but I do think it would be quite useful to start with a simple outline of what metacognition actually is. Of course, Chloe, and uh, uh, really nice to, to, to be on the podcast. Um, so metacognition uh, actually is a, a term that goes back to 1970s. Uh, an educational psychologist called uh, Flavel uh, came up with it. And, and really what he was trying to identify was those uh, the, the domain in our teaching and our learning, which is really about thinking about the process of, of learning uh, rather than the subject matter itself. So um, uh, often it's talked about as thinking about about thinking or learning about learning uh, and uh, the, the, the understanding of, of all of that. And when we talk about metacognition in terms of teaching, um, then it's about the explicit work that we're doing with students uh, to give and enable them to have the skills and frameworks to develop their own learning habits, to develop uh, independence in their learning so that they're kind of consciously uh, making good choices uh, in the process of learning. Uh, you know, there, there's the, so it's sort of the, the different from the content, the subject matter, uh, the knowledge that we're trying to get over. And it's much more about uh, thinking about the frameworks and the approaches that, that, that we teach as teachers and that students use themselves uh, as learners to make sure that, that learning is really effective. And um, as a concept, uh, we've been talking about it well, for a number of years now, but it's really come in, into vogue when we've been thinking about how, how do we develop independent learners, uh, so those that aren't reliant on uh, uh, being the heads being filled by teachers kind of knowledge uh, how do we uh, develop an, uh, a generation really of learners who can be independent and, and go looking for uh, learning uh, themselves and uh, metacognitive approaches is really really effective uh, in doing that and um, lastly to say that um, in terms of all the research that's out there about what, what techniques and approaches can we use in education uh, that has the best outcomes for, for students, uh, the Education Endowment uh, uh, Foundation, uh, which uh, many of your listeners will be uh, very familiar with, uh, they identify the development of metacognition in students as one of the most effective and certainly one of the most cost effective uh, approaches and tools for teachers uh, to employ. So uh, yeah, it's, it's highly effective and it's a really important aspect of, of our whole teaching and learning approach. So it sounds like there's absolutely enormous potential then for this to be um, extremely valuable uh, for what we do in the classroom. So I was, I was wondering if you could kind of talk to us a little bit about how metacognition can be used effectively to support learning and maybe kind of bring in some practical practical ways there. Yeah, of, of course. Well, I, I think um, I'd I put it under the, the, the overall title of we've got, we've got to let students into the secret. Uh, there we are as the education professionals and we have our training, we have our understanding about uh, what students uh, learn, how we structure lessons. And, uh, uh, you know, 
you, you may have had pedagogical training yourself as a teacher uh, and you understand uh, some of the, 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 the approaches that we take. Uh, but we've got to almost share that. We've got to let the students uh, into the, the secret. So, for example, um, you might put up on, on the board at the start of a lesson a learning question or a learning objective. Uh, and rather than just ploughing on saying, well, we're going to meet that objective and, and then start it kicking straight into the, the knowledge content that you want to get over, it's, it's pausing and it's saying to the students, OK, well, how do you think we're going to go about meeting that learning objective? What's the best way to answer that learning question? So that you're starting to engage students in uh, that, that secret of, of what we're trying to do uh, in the lesson. So they're not just thinking about the content itself, but what's the best way uh, that we're going to, to do that? Uh, and I always talk about, when I'm talking about metacognition, uh, is the, 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 the absolute central importance of modeling, modeling, modeling. That what we can do as teachers Teachers is we can model what a piece of work looks like, or what um, a, a, a I don't know a maths problem uh, looks like, or or, or or thinking that through, and 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 not just not just modelling things up on a board or on a, a smart board, but talking through with the students our thinking as we're going about that modelling. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm a, a religious studies teacher, uh, and uh, if I'm perhaps uh, doing a, a bit of metacognition, I might look at a, a paragraph that we want and actually think about, well, uh, uh, talking to, to the students about my thinking as I'm writing that, that out. And I might talk about, well, you know, I want to start off by introducing the subject. So what I might think about doing is, is this. So it's, it's almost kind of giving a commentary on your teaching uh, as you're going through the lesson. And that's, that's really uh, quite sophisticated and it takes a little bit of practice, but it's an approach that I think is, is really highly effective and it, and it makes, um, it contextualizes and it makes so much more uh, of that uh, modeling approach. And, and then of course there are things that we do uh, across all of our subjects. It's, it's the, the shortcuts, it's the uh, mnemonics that we might uh, use. You know, that's all metacognition. Here's a way that you can remember, I don't know, uh, the, the the wives of Henry VIII or whatever, uh, and, and you can have a, a silly song about it. That's metacognition. What you're trying to do is say, we need to try and find frameworks in your brain, guys, that you're going to make sure that, that learning sticks. Because if we say that um, uh, learning is a change in the long-term memory over time, um, then we've got to find those hooks and those ways to, to, to build uh, what Ed Sykes uh, talk about as the schemata in our, our brains that's going to hold that information, that's going to hold that knowledge. And it, the building of those things are about uh, silly songs sometimes or uh, about mnemonics or uh, about frameworks or uh, other things that, that we might teach uh, explicitly to the students uh, that then form those things uh, and then the knowledge, the knowledge content uh, has a place uh, to, to hook into. And it's quite interesting, I was reading some research on, on metacognition in the brain and uh, the, the uh, UCL, uh, University College London, uh, did some research into this and they, 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 they actually had a look at the brains of students who were particularly strong in metacognition and they actually found that their brains had developed uh, a little bit more. There's, there's more, literally more grey matter in the prefrontal cortex uh, in those students who have developed these skills. So actually what we're, what we're about is literally brain development uh, with uh, uh, students and particularly when we're, we're helping them uh, to develop these metacognitive uh, frameworks. Ultimately we want knowledge 
to stick. And uh, by doing metacognition, we're, we're, we're making our brains stickier places. You know, the knowledge will stick more because we're giving those students the frameworks and the approaches that they can uh, use and utilize uh, to, to make that happen. So, um, you know, the, the, there's tons of different things uh, that you can you can do. It's uh, but it's about being explicit about it. Uh, and I think, you know, we often... I, I've done it, you know, I, I, I've done it uh, countless times, I'm sure. But, you know, you, you, you set a piece of homework and it might be, well, can you go off and revise this topic? Well, yeah, they could, but it would be much better if I actually give the students a technique, a revision technique and explain, well, here, here's a good way to do revision. Because then, interestingly, and funnily enough, they might actually do it and, and do it to a better uh, degree. You know, otherwise, you, you say to, to students, I'll oh, go and revise this topic. What do they do? They, they just flip through the books uh, and think that reading in a really passive way is going to help. Of course, it's not. We know that. We know that as teachers. So why not tell them that? Why not say, actually, for any kind of revision to work, you've got to be active with it. You know, do something with it. Turn those notes into flashcards. Turn those notes into a mind map. Oh, by the way, let's look at what really effective mind maps are. That's metacognitive uh, input, but it's got to be explicit. And I think uh, the, the shift for me more recently in terms of uh, our, our general discussion within the profession about metacognition is taking those things that were perhaps implicitly hoped for and implicitly meant and, and being really explicit about it uh, and saying, right, well, let, let, let me tell you about uh, how to, uh, I don't know, put flashcards together, you know, uh, so you don't just say, oh, go and make some. You, you, you talk about it, you model it, you give some examples so that students are equipped with those skills because uh, unless we equip them with the right tools, then they they will, with all the best will in the world, and you can have you know the best uh, motivated student in the world, if they haven't got the tools to do it, uh, then they can't do it and uh, then the learning isn't as effective. Yeah, that, that sounds incredibly kind of useful, the way you've explained that there and that idea of letting them in on the secret as being a kind of guiding principle when people are using medical mission. I was wondering, yeah. are, are there any maybe potential pitfalls of using metacognition or wrong ways to use it that you would advise our, our listeners to avoid? Yeah, um, a few years ago, there was a, a, a kind of, um, uh, there's lots of fads, aren't there, in education? Yeah. And uh, if you've been teaching for any time at all, you, you kind of see fads come and you see fads go. And, uh, there was a there was a, a kind of fashion for a while uh, in in putting together learning to learn courses. And, you know, the, the, the theory is good there. Well, you know, metacognition is so great. Why don't we do a whole course on it? Uh, and you would just teach um, skills in uh, uh, sort of study skills, really. And um, that's fine. That's fine. And you can get a certain amount of uh, impact from doing that. But what we do know now is that, um, as, as Tom Sherrington says, he says factual knowledge precedes skill. We've got to embed our, our skills development, uh, particularly around learning and around metacognition, uh, with the, the knowledge content itself. So it's much better, for example, uh, to teach a metacognitive framework within a history lesson uh, than to, to teach a history lesson and then do something separate on, uh, I don't know, uh, 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 putting a, 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 a timeline together or something like that. Uh, no, do it together. It's the knowledge and the skill, the metacognitive skill. Uh, teaching them together is far, far more effective. And I think uh, we, we, we understand that much more now. So I think that, yeah, Teaching metacognition in an abstract way 
isn't is not as effective as teaching it when it's uh, embedded within the context of subject teaching and, and knowledge uh, teaching. So yeah, that, that, that might be one pitfall. Another pitfall is uh, that we get all a little bit highfalutin and we start talking about metacognition with students who don't really understand the word and, and find that a little bit scary. And uh, you know, don't have to actually call it metacognition. You can just do it, <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's the really important thing. But but be really explicit that we want students to understand how to learn best, and and and, and sort of so demystifying it. It can be a little bit um, jargony. I think metacognition, even the word metacognition, is quite a jargony word, isn't it? Um, so I think we let, let's let's. Um, demystify it let's talk about learning with students and the best way that they can help themselves learn and they can get therefore the most out of their education and 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 then we're on, on to a winner and let's keep metacognitive at uh, the um, explicit teaching of uh, metacognition uh, within the context of subject domains uh, and that I, that i think is much more effective yeah, I, I definitely agree with you about being more powerful because then the metacognition and the strategies there are helping to reinforce the content, but the content of what you're learning about is helping to reinforce the metacognitive processes that are going on. So, yeah, yeah absolutely, and it's it's not one without the other. You know, you you, yeah. you can't you can't build schemata in the brain without knowledge content, uh, and uh, unless you you're you're understanding how knowledge content best uh, sits within the brain, then the schemata won't. Uh, uh, it isn't there and the knowledge falls out frankly so yeah it, it's got to be both and yeah yeah definitely um build, building on that then i guess and, and also everything else that you you said within this podcast i was wondering if we could kind of wrap up with you maybe giving some practical tips or ideas because i know that staff listeners will probably be thinking oh, I'd, I'd like to try a bit more of that or maybe try it for the first time is there any kind of top tips practical ideas you, you would give them yeah, I mean, a really, really good place to. I mean, there's tons of stuff out there on the uh, on the on the web, and um, you know, uh, educational bloggers, tons and tons of reading that that, that that you can do. Whether that's about the theory of metacognition, which I think is really fascinating, and you know, I, I like the whole kind of learning brain stuff. You know, that 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 pushes my buttons uh, through to actual techniques and uh, things that you can do in the classroom. Uh, we, we've touched on a, a few of them. And um, uh, actually the uh, EEF, which I mentioned earlier, uh, really good report called Metacognition and Self-Regulated Learning. And I would really recommend uh, that uh, colleagues have a look at that. And that they, they come up with seven recommendations. Uh, and I think these are, these are good recommendations for, for all staff, uh, for uh, leaders in schools, uh, those that are leading on teaching and learning, uh, but, but I think relevant for everybody. And, and first First of all, they say that teachers should acquire the professional understanding and skills to develop their pupils' metacognitive knowledge. So you've got to understand pretty much what we've been talking about today. You know, what's the theory of it? Why does metacognition? Why is metacognition important? Uh, and what can we do about it? Second piece of advice is to explicitly teach pupils' metacognitive strategies, including how to plan, monitor, and evaluate their learning. Uh, knowledge. We uh, across Maiden Early Trust often talk about uh, uh, use the strategy of directed improvement time or DERP time. You know that's a metacognitive thing going on there. Uh, you know what we're asking students to do is to review the feedback that they've had from the teacher and then make some improvement. That that is metacognition uh, in practice. Yeah, you know you might think, ah, well that's fine. I'm I'm doing that. Yeah, and most teachers do. Most teachers are doing metacognition all the time, but. 
even better if you say, guys, this is a really important thing we're doing here this dirt time, because actually what's happening is you're, you're taking your knowledge that's in your brain already, you're making it a little bit better, and that's strengthening uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the framework in your brain that's going to hold on to that information uh, for, for the future. So talking about you know, not just doing the dirt time, but talking about why that's important. So that explicit uh, reference to it, I think, is really uh, in, in important there and, and really helpful. Um, I've said this before, but modelling your own thinking as a teacher uh, to help pupils develop their metacognitive and cognitive skills. You know, talking through that maths puzzle up on the board, how I would go about it as a teacher is, you know, and, and, and discussing that, not just leaving them to, to work it out for themselves. Uh, EEF, uh, say, set an appropriate level of challenge to develop pupils' self-regulation and, and metacognition. If our teaching is not pitched uh, high enough or not significantly uh, challenging enough, then it's not going to engage uh, students at all in, in their, their learning rates. You know, they're, 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 they're gonna, they can be really passive about it. So uh, there's something in it about making sure that we get the pitch right uh, in our teaching. Um, promoting and developing metacognitive talk in the classroom is the fifth point that the EEF make. And uh, well, we've, we've just been talking about that, you know, explicitly talking about how's the best way to learn. Don't call it metacognition, talk about the best way to learn. That would be better. Uh, and then how they can, uh, how students can manage their learning independently. And, you know, I think what's been really interesting uh, with the recent lockdowns and us moving to uh, online learning is we've had to encourage students and show students different ways to learn differently because they've not had the traditional teacher in front of them perhaps all of the time. And uh, I think, you know, hopefully uh, students' metacognitive skills have come on uh, a whole lot because we've, we've helped them uh, to develop those study skills and those independent skills that will serve them well, not just at the moment, but, but into the future. And uh, lastly, the EEF uh, say that schools should support teachers to develop their knowledge of these approaches through our CPD programs, through our professional development uh, courses uh, and frameworks. And uh, certainly as a trust, uh, we've, we've got tons of stuff on there. If you look on the intramet, you'll see uh, lots of uh, PowerPoints and things by, by different um, uh, colleagues across the trust on metacognition. And within those PowerPoints and those uh, um, notes, you'll find lots of ideas and strategies that you can use in the classroom. Well, thank you so much, Andy. There's so much information yet. Uh, there, but you've presented it in, in a way that makes it something that you can kind of pick up and maybe think about doing something within a lesson tomorrow on it. So that, that's really, really helpful, as well as those kind of suggestions for wider reading that people can go away and do. So um, personally, I know I'm coming away from this discussion with a much deeper knowledge of metacognition um, and new strategies, and I'm sure that many of our listeners will be feeling the same as well. Um, so thank you very much again, and I hope that everybody has enjoyed this episode of MetPod. And I hope that you will join us in a fortnight's time for the next episode.